What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonoff71, a.k.a. Digger Dulamite. Uh, purple bling bling, y'all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 219, 219 rather, of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res lover. That's me. A.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy. What's going on? Not much. Just happy to be here chatting with uh, you fine folks. Um yeah, uh, I went to, uh, real quick, went to see uh, Blue Beetle um, uh, matinee, and uh, it was actually a really Impression? good movie. Uh, it was really good. Okay. I definitely think that, you know, it's been a lot better than a lot of the the um, movies that, uh, comic movies that have been going on right now. So if you're looking for a fun movie that is very family-oriented, it's all about family um, in this uh, in this movie, so if you really are interested in that and just seeing some really good acting um, from from the main cast, I definitely say you know go go watch it. You know, definitely see it on a matinee if, if you're if you're a little bit tired of um, comic book movies and you don't want to spend a lot of money. I think this is definitely one that uh, that really did well. Like I, I think it really did its source material well. So if you are a comic book fan. Um, I don't think that you would go wrong uh, seeing this. I thought the effects were good. Just, just, just an all-around solid movie. So definitely so worth your time. Is Blue Beetle considered a major character? What is he, DC or Marvel? DC. I don't know. Okay. So he's, he's a DC character, and that's what's so funny is because he did uh, – DC is going through this huge restructuring right now with you know James Gunn taking over and uh, Scott Snyder leaving and all this other stuff. So um, – so now it's uh, uh this is kind of like the last couple of movies from the former regime. So um mm. so they're just going to this is this one and then the last one from the last regime will be Aquaman coming out uh supposedly coming out later this year around uh November December and that'll be the last one of the quote unquote Snyder verse because uh Zack Snyder was the one that brought a lot of these uh, people in um and so this is sort of the last uh that's gonna be the last one and then we'll move into kind of the james gunn era of dc starting with superman legacy so um but yeah i this is actually a really good one definitely worth your time so better than the flash oh my god leaps and bounds better than the flash i did not i did not like the flash at all i i did not like it at all i I just was not was not a good movie just I think every cameo was wasted. The story made no sense. Um, yeah, just not a just not a good movie. If you, if you, if you want to see a good DC movie, see Blue Beetle. I know people were saying, you know, oh, but it was supposed to be on, you know, HBO Max. You know, it's not, you know, how are they, you know, going to justify it? But the effects were good. And I think I, I definitely think it's worth it. So even if you even if you wait to see it, uh, that's fine. Just see it. I think it definitely deserves um, eyes on it. So, but okay. yeah. Okay. 
And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, that's me. But you might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. How's it going? It's going good. I'm maximizing my, maximizing my dollars. Prior to the recording of the show, I rented the game from the library, so I didn't have to buy a game. Let's see if I actually play it and talk about it in the playlist. Next <laughs> couple episodes, we'll see, so... It is a Game Pass game, but I got it for PlayStation since I'm, uh, you know, want to have all those haptic feedbacks and, and dual shock analog triggers and whatever gobbledygook. So even though I'm becoming an Xbox stand, it looks like so. But uh, yeah, I will play it. I will play Atomic Heart on PlayStation 5 and I'll let you find people out there know how it is. So Can't wait to hear it. Well, you guys do. Well, is that on Game Pass? That is on Game it, Pass, right? It's on Game Pass, yeah. Yeah, I just saw I just saw that the library when I was going to pick up uh, some movies. Uh, you know, I I tend to I don't have any streaming services. I tend to be a little old school, so I just wait mm-hmm. for it to be be available at the library, and I'll just pick up a movie or two. You know, just do it that way. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm at Blockbuster back in the day or something. So I I picked up Knights of the Zodiac and Dungeons and Dragons. So I'll be watching those in next week. So. Mm-hmm. I've heard D and D is pretty good. Uh, it was very good, definitely, definitely uh, worth worth a watch. Um, again, like I said, it uh, before when I saw it, it 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 I think it definitely combines the best of of uh, the kind of D and D genre because it has just enough to to satiate hardcore D&D fans with like this, you know, the the little hints to this and the little hints to that about, you know, locations and people. And it has just uh, just enough for the layman uh to make it a really interesting and and fun um kind of popcorn flick. So definitely worth definitely worth watching. Okay. Well, that is going to push us into what is always our first topic on our docket, that being the playlist. All right, Des, why don't you kick things off? What you been playing? All righty. Well, so for me, it's been a very uh, slow week for me. You know, just playing a lot of stuff that's been my quote-unquote comfort food. Um, so uh, played uh, Tower Fantasy again. Um, been trying to see what 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 what's up with with that game. Um, and it's it's got a lot. It it definitely. It definitely has a lot to do every day. Um, your your dungeons you can run, your you know little eating games. It has a lot of little systems that reward you for playing the game. So it's it's interesting because it's a free game and you can do the gotcha stuff if you want. But it's I think it's one of the only kind of like free to play games that I've played that didn't really penalize you for not uh being interested in the gotcha for it you know they they as long as you you know play a little play like an hour a day you know it's fine and i think that's what's so interesting about it because it's it's really one of those kind of games you can put on play do your do your stuff and you know get you know get your uh your resources or your currency you know and then you just kind of save it up and and it's interesting. I keep saying it's interesting because, like, I'm not I'm not bored with it yet. I can just kind of go on, do a dungeon, 
explore the region and there's always something to do in that game that is not based on uh purchasing anything or buying anything and i and i really like that i really like that and it just gives you a lot of a lot of options in the game so so i, I like that i just put it on and run around and, and kill stuff and if i want to do a, a certain specific mission i can um things rotate in and out so it's uh, I, I feel it's definitely better than than Genshin Impact, um, and and if you're looking for you know a free to play game that is not so predatory, um, I definitely would say Tower Fantasy is uh, is one that you should definitely take a look at. Yeah, I've been uh, playing it as well. So um, I played it I think once this week, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been enjoying, it. you know, I see the breath of the wildness of it in certain places, which is basically Genshin. So, you yeah. know, as far as the combat, but I'm still getting used to the fact that my last playthrough, I was discovering, oh, this is where you do all the your dailies and I'm like discovering mm-hmm. as far as the menu and that kind of thing. So, and a lot of the stuff that and it's funny because a lot of the stuff that that you're you're experiencing or are starting to find, there's even more stuff because. Yeah it slowly uh, doles out little bits and pieces of more stuff for you to do. And I think that's what is really kind of cool. You know, it, it, it just gives you a little bit more to do every, every, you know, little, uh, every couple of levels, there's something new unlocking. And I just think that that's really kind of cool. So, um, and that's why there's always something to, to do in that game. Like there's just always something to do, so. And, and the graphics are very pretty. I like the art style. I like the music. So I think everything's kind of spot on for that game, a bit, you know. So. Most definitely, most yeah. definitely, and, I, that, and, and, and that's the, what's so weird about it. It's like the the it's it's really kind of a just a fun little game. <laughs> you know, and I was looking forward to Wayfinder, and after playing Tower Fantasy, it's like I don't know if I want to give Wayfinder my business until that kind of shores up a bit so yeah yeah that was one thing that i was going to talk about is uh wayfinder and has been um that was one of the games that i actually purchased a uh, uh, founders pack for that so i spent 20 dollars on early access and i know that in the past i have been staunchly against early access just very very against it and i uh went against my own uh better judgment uh, because I wanted to support the uh, developers. I really like um, Airship Syndicate, and I really like what they're uh, like, who they are, um, and what they do as a company. I've, I really like the art style. I like Joe Mad, longtime comic book fan, uh, and he was, you know, a comic book artist. Uh, that I really, really uh, resonated with. So when he when when he went in when he went into video games, I was very like you know happy and like oh sweet you know. So so I was like okay you know I'm going to go ahead and and uh, support them. But if you are not keen on on what's happening with um uh with Wayfinder is they were not. Uh, prepared for the amount of people that were going to jump onto the game. Um, so the the servers were completely over 
ran. They were, it's just like the queue times are, are like five and six hours and you're, and they give you a, uh, a little a little uh, they give you a number when you're in the queue and those numbers can be anywhere in like you know the the like 10,000 or 11,000 I think the highest one I saw was like 14,000 uh in the queue to get into the game and then there's been people who who will get into the game and they will try to do something and if you do something you know, and it doesn't work or it's wrong or something happens, you will, uh, you might be uh, kicked out. And if you're kicked out, well, you know, SOL, you're back in the queue at, you know, 10,000 and something. So it's like this, yeah, so it's like this really kind of sad, you know, state that it's in right now. And I'm just like, so, so yes, I, 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 I I went against my better judgment and I uh, supported them. I'm trying to you know keep it, you know keep it, you know uh, find those silver linings that okay you know it's it's the, you know that this is you know this is early access. This is what they're doing. You know this is you know what happens, you know when a when a product isn't finished and you give them money, you know you. You kind of have to, in my opinion, you kind of have to realize that, hey, you know, this product is not complete. You are not buying a complete car. You are literally spending money on a on a proof of concept, you know, and if you're willing to do that for whatever reason, well, then, you know, you just have to kind of be okay with, I mean, you don't have to be, you can do whatever you want, but, you know, you can choose to be angry or you can just realize that, okay, this is not going to, this might not be ready, you know, for prime time and you are spending money to ensure that it will be, you know, and, and, and being a little bit more, you know, Oh my God, I can play it sooner than someone else. Hopefully. So, but I, I most likely will not be be, uh, buying any more um, uh, early access. I just don't think that I, I, it has to be a very specific circumstance if I'm going to do that. You're going to say, Jim? Sorry about that. Yeah. No um, see, uh, Jason uh, on Wayfinder on PlayStation. So it looks like he got into the queue. But uh, fantastic! I think it's great for anyone who makes it into the queue. You know, and you're and you're a listener. You know, a member of the podcast. You know, or the Discord. You know, definitely tell me what your experiences are. You know, are you liking it? Do you not like it? Um, yeah, let me know. Um, I, I, I know that I'll be in it at some point. You know, they they will fix the servers. It will happen. You know, it just sucks that it the early access was kind of bogged down by this. So, but but I do have every faith that I'll get in and and I'll be able to play the game. You know, so. Um, but so yeah, that's a game that I didn't play on my playlist, but I wanted to be on my playlist. So stay stay tuned for next week because I probably will have something for it. Uh, also been playing Atlas Fallen. I think that I'm into the end game now for it. So um, it's a fun game. Um, if you have uh, the money and you're looking for something to to spend it on, you couldn't you can't go wrong with that game. It does not ask much of your of you. It has a it has a you know a learning curve. It has an interesting mechanic with the momentum system. Um, 
and you just kind of you know play what you want and i really like like i said before i like the verticality of it i like the ability to uh sand surf i i like i like the fluid nature of the combat it's it's just a really fun game uh, i think joe was saying that reminds him of and i don't know if this is good or bad but i think it reminds him of like a classic you know a classic type of uh uh, uh playstation uh, era game where where you know you just you just kind of run around and you and you just kind of explore the world and have fun and and it doesn't really ask much of you so um but I've been enjoying it, and I do I do believe that I'm in the end game, so I'll be able to see exactly you know what the you know what what's happening. I'm getting ready to move into the second uh, area of the uh, of the game, so I'll be able to see uh, what that looks like. So I'm excited for it. Fun game, definitely a fun I'm, game. I'm gonna try to get back to it this week and uh, start playing a little bit more. So yeah, I I I mean I I enjoyed it. What about you, Kev? Did you? Uh, I know you. I know you've been playing Atlas Fallen. You know, have you have ha, have you resonated? Has it resonated with you at all? Uh, the combat is is starting to make more sense. I okay. got a couple of I forget what they call those things idols. The yeah, well, the idols are the or things the, that, that uh, no, that's what stones. replenishes your yeah. your health. I got the other thing that you the put in the stones. gauntlet, the essence yeah. stones. Yeah. I got a couple of essence stones. I'm not very far. I still have to complete. I, there are still some pieces I need to get of the gauntlet before it's fully functional. So I'm not very far in the game, but I'm kind of seeing where the combat, where the combat, what the co- the mechanics want you to utilize. Uh, what am I trying to say? I, I see how they want you to fight. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm starting to figure out how they want you to fight, and it's a combination of button taps and button holds uh, for longer ranged uh, or more powerful attacks. Uh, I didn't realize that when I first started playing, so I'm starting to see where where the combat's going. Uh, I figured out the momentum meter and how that works. And it, it's uh, I'm I'm digging it. It's yeah. it it's it's good. Uh, you know, is it? It I I still it's not AAA. No, uh, I want to reiterate that, folks thinking that they're going they're going to get the you know the 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 next coming of Final Fantasy 16. You are they're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah. But if you're looking at it from the standpoint of it is a AA action adventure rpg then i would put it i would kind of put it in the same realm as oh gosh what was i was just about to it was that rpg that western rpg that was funded by an ex-professional baseball player he started the company you talk about uh, kingdoms of amala reckoning yeah kingdoms of amala yeah oh that's, yeah that's what i would yeah yeah that's I would put it in that class. It is. I can see that. Yeah, it, it, I, I I feel that it's it's in that area of game. Yeah. So it definitely worth. It, I'd I'd say check it out. And if you, I'm sure Atlas. By the time Black Friday comes, I'm sure Atlas is. You'll be able to find this game for next to nothing. Oh yeah. So if you want, if you feel it's something that you might be interested in, you you may want to wait. 
but you know even at its current price point i don't think it's it's money uh ill spent i would agree 100 percent. you know and if you can find it at like like if you still shop it you know gamestop you know you can definitely find it on like a two for you know buy one or buy two get one free kind of deal i think this is definitely one of those games that that you can um get get get, get value out of so mm. Um, and then the last game that I played, and Joe played this with me as well, is uh, Torchlight 2. Don't ask me why. I was I, I'm just back to Torchlight, and I think it's I think it's mainly because I was feeling uh, like playing something like Diablo, but Diab but not Diablo. <laughs> you know, are y'all ever like, gonna get back to that? To Diablo, uh, yeah. I will at some point. It's just the 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 new uh season just did not do anything for me like i played it and i'm just kind of like meh and so i don't really feel the need to uh go back to that game right now i will go back at some point i just it's just like just not now it's just kind of not now is just not the time for it so (laughs) but yeah i will go back to it but yeah so i started playing um uh i started playing uh a torchlight again and it's 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 one of those comfort food games that i have a lot of fun with um if you haven't played it and you can find it on a sale at like steam or something definitely worth your time especially if you like arpgs solid combat you know i'm i'm actually gonna beat it this time i think um i think i would say i think because i want to beat it but i don't know if i'm going to but but definitely uh definitely worth your time um and again you can put it on and just you know play a couple of rounds experience the game and it's just i i really wish this game um series got a lot more uh it deserved a lot more um than 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 what happened to it is is my final thing for that so uh but i think that is a great uh segue into joe i know you you came back and started playing with me. Um, how was it for you? Was it like going back to, you know, to to like a a, a a nice restaurant that you hadn't eat at? Have you haven't eaten at in a while, and you get to taste those that food again? And you're just like, mm, it's so good, it's so good. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Torchlight Two is, is good times. Um, you know, I played the game quite a bit, uh, probably more than you did. Uh, oh yeah. There. Uh, I oh, got yeah. close to the end, but I kind of fizzled out towards the end i think it was in the last like dungeon in fact and uh something just was pulling away at that point but it was just really good to go back you know this is it game the gameplay is just a lot more responding responded than diablo 4 which is crazy in a way but it's like a different you know you're not dealing with server business it's all local uh on there and the action and the combat just seems very responsive on there as well so it's just i think diablo is a little more heavy in its attacks and and it's like uh, physicality of its combat a bit where torchlight's a little bit more light if if i'm making sense no it, and, it no it, it makes it makes total sense yeah you know, I, I totally understand what you're trying to say yeah it's just with the animations and whatnot but uh you know torchlight 2 is classic for sure you know, it's one of my favorite, uh, you know, console Diablo-like games on there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I'll, you know, I'll be playing with you. I don't know if I'll be playing solo if need be. I was telling 
you guys before we started recording, you know, that or I was telling you, Des, that I was thinking about going back and at least finishing Diablo 4 on there just to kind of, you know, put a bow on it on there. Cause, you know, I, I think couple, you should. I had a couple characters, you know, I was wrong with my seasonal character, and it's like, I enjoy I was enjoying that. I just happened to stop playing it for whatever reason. So now what I have been playing besides Torchlight 2 and Tower of Fantasy is I'm still playing quite a bit of Division 1 on Xbox uh, Series X on there. So Ooh. it's like kind of been my my game to go to, especially if I want to play just something for uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, that kind of thing. Uh, getting used to being on the Xbox, you know, OS and... Uh, Kind of checking things out, getting used to the Elite 2 controller. You know, there's four uh, back buttons on that bad boy. And it's like before, it's like I only wanted to use two. And now I'm kind of used to using four. So, but my fingers sometimes, I'll, I'll <laughs> it just gets uh, too cumbersome in a way with the four back buttons. So on there, I tried to do a little Dark Zone solo and that wasn't doing that wasn't so hot you know it, it wasn't the fact that i was uh being you know killed by any other players in there it's just some playing against the enemies that are in there the computer generated the pve um, yeah. kind of thing and uh, just the it's meant for you to roll in there with uh, two other people to be able to go ahead and do that because i'm level 20 right now and uh, the dark zone area I was in it had enemy characters in there from 19 to 21, and so mm. um, it's just the point that you know it's six six v one. It was kind of a uh, little. I had to play a lot more tic tac, kind of hiding and doing a lot of uh, um, using a lot of my perks on there and, Not and a guerrilla warfare barely, type stuff. Barely huh? skirting by, and then to see in the end that. I'm getting items that are less powerful than the gear I'm actually currently holding. And then I have to go to an extraction point to even gain that said gear after the hard combat mm -hmm. <laughs> to be able to fight off enemy waves. And it's just like, okay, um, I'm probably not going to go back to the dark zone unless one, I have uh, another couple players with me or two that I'm up to the, the cap, which I believe in divisions level 30 and then from there, uh, see where my gear scoring is in comparison. So, because uh, no, go ahead, sorry, you're saying? Yeah, because right now in the mainline game, as far as when I'm soloing it, I'm just taking the approach right now where um, I'm in the, like a, I think the current um, section of New York I'm in is uh, like level 16, so I'm a little bit, a little bit higher powered, so I'm having an easier time of it. Yeah, even there, it's just 1v whatever, how many computer-generated players I'm going through right now. So it's a little bit easier to handle playing solo. So. And you're playing it on your um, on your uh, um, your X, right? Yeah, Series X. Yeah. Cool. So Kev, you think we should check him for uh, check him for wiring for for new wiring? Check him for botism. Yeah, you think he's being uh, he's being assimilated? <laughs> I did download some new games. I mean, some some killer new games came out on Games Pass, so, you know. I don't know. Killer. killer. Uh, the quick quick two remaster drop, you know. Day one drop. <laughs> I downloaded Sleeping Dogs. Oh, damn. Yeah. What else have you been playing? 
Uh, other than those three games, I went over to uh, with my friends Nick and Dom. I just got back yesterday uh, evening on there, but we made a trip down to San Mateo, California for California Extreme 2023. So if you're a not <laughs> Yeah, if you're not aware of what uh, California Extreme is, it's basically just a kind of a culmination of a lot of volunteers bringing forth their arcade collections, either pinball or um, our old arcade machines, even like more recent arcade machines. Uh, there's a, quite a few candy cabs there, including like Astro City cabs, of course, and uh, there's also uh, this new particular cab that I noticed at Evo that me and Desmond were playing um, Samurai Showdown on. And I had to do a little more research on this cab. There's like this uh, cab that's called the AXA uh, Candy Cab that um, new games are actually being published on it. So on here, including uh, Samurai Showdown was part of it. But basically, once you buy the, the machine you're able to go in and buy carts for it, kind of like a Neo Geo where you're uh, oh, wow. able to purchase different games on there. And so a lot of it's, uh, you know, uh, Japanese-based titles, but there are some U.S. titles as well on there, uh, some indie titles that have got, kind of gotten into the arcade a bit too. So because uh, Samurai Showdown uh, 5 Perfect is one of the games on that. That's what we, we were playing at Evo off this thing. It's mm -hmm. called the EXA Arcadia uh, cabinet on there. And so they got even some exclusive games for it on here. But they have some Toho games on there. They got like Arcana Heart 3 Extend on there, which was also at the show. Um, and they got some other titles. They have some like new new games like Cotton on there uh some indie titles like donut dodo uh on there so it's just kind of cool and, and i was looking at the price obviously the price is not exactly to where <laughs> i'm gonna buy one to have one it's more for people that actually want to buy these for their arcade setup you know and be able to rotate games in and out if need be so so they're really expensive um yeah i believe so let's um, see i mean because like i mean if it's if it's you know, not super expensive, and you can actually, you know, change it out. It might not be a bad, might might not be a bad thing. But again, it seems like this is much, this is meant for much more commercial use, is what it looks like. And yeah, it yeah. definitely does. Yeah. So so yeah, I don't think it's something that people are going to be like, you know, rushing out to to buy. But yeah, I be I believe the system does cost in the thousands of dollars. So yeah, it's. You know, when you can when you can definitely go through and um, uh, emulate most of that stuff. So, yeah, but it's it's actually made for that cabinet. So it's kind of cool because you could, you know, like Donut Dodo is a small indie game I bought off of Steam for like five freaking dollars. But that they could throw this uh, in there and then to be able to go ahead and, uh, you know be able to you know switch the carts in and out kind of like how neo geo was back in the day so mm -hmm. but uh, uh but basically you know we got there so like around 10 o'clock uh got into the line and uh got my you know um <laughs> badge it was all by like last name and it's like it seemed like whatever reason my my last name had the longest line for whatever reason between like the n through p on there so so, yeah. but uh, got my got my badge and got in there and basically 
Um, Kev, if you could like remember how the um, arcade setup at Evo was, that's just basically what California Extreme was with pinball and in, in three separate rooms on yeah. there with just like rows and rows and rows of arcade games and then uh, pinball machines. They had a lot of the new pinball machines there from Stern on there. So, you know, you got Venom on there. Uh, I saw a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, table. It looks like that they were showing off at the show that... Uh, was first, you know, being unveiled. and didn't like they have multiples of that, but, you know, your Foo Fighters, you know, all your James Bond uh, machines on there. They had uh, Iron Maiden, the Stern machine that came out a few uh, years ago. Rush, you know, just whatever license that they could base these on, on there. So, and uh, uh, I played Dirty Harry machine, but I realized that that came out back in the 90s, I guess. I'd never seen that machine before. It was a Williams uh, pin on there so uh but i did check out a few classics you know uh going checking out the show um i played bump and jump if you remember that bad boy from back yep. in the day good old data east game mm-hmm. a lot of fun on there. yeah uh also played star castle mm. um, you know star castle is an old vector game where you had to like you know kind of shoot a uh a kind of a castle in the middle like a um like a base if need be and uh very fun very like mm-hmm. just very responsive on there so um played uh donkey kong jr um i played uh donkey kong 3 and played street fighter the movie you know you name it i was just checking some stuff out so on there the donkey kong jr i played actually had a mod on there that you know nick was telling me about so on there um played super don quixote i played uh, Bagman. so it's mm. like you know i was looking to see i played frontline but i was looking after i started playing frontline the old taito game that came with the dial and that kind of thing yeah uh, if you remember that one from back in the day it didn't you know didn't play as I remembered. I remember back in the day playing Frontline. I uh, very much liked it a lot, but playing it now is just kind of very rudimentary in comparison. But what can you expect? You know, so on there. But uh, I was looking for. I was hoping they had a, like an arcade Commando there, but uh, no, they didn't have a Commando, unfortunately. So, so you see a uh, Disc of Tron over there? No Disc of Tron. Disc of Tron is quite rare, actually. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. That 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 was that was that game would be one of the reasons I would want to go. I mean, I'm gonna I'd, I'd like to I'm gonna go there. Uh, we'll try and make it next year anyway. But I was that was that's that's a game that I thoroughly enjoyed in the arcade. One of my favorites. Probably if you want, I know maybe Galloping Ghost might have that, but uh, that's yeah, in the Chicago a, area. Yeah, I'm, I'm flying all the way to Chicago just to play. Uh, <laughs> no, you'd go just to go and check out the Galloping Ghost. Galloping Ghost it might be in of itself by itself, like kind of like a mini California Extreme that you could go to at any point in time. <laughs> so it's kind of cool in that aspect. So. They had a chapter on the West Coast, maybe. I'm flying all the way out to Chicago. To play yeah, that's, that's a commitment. <laughs> that's, that's a weekend. Go get some Chicago dogs and some deep dish and you know, do the usual Chicago thing. Go to Wrigley Field or, God forbid, go see a White Sox game, you know. So, <laughs> might be a fun time. Might be a fun Could time. Could be. Yeah, you never know. 
But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, being at California Extreme. Um, I played, God, what else did I play? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, they had a couple of prototypes there of certain games. They had one of the only Primal Rage 2 <laughs> arcade wow. cabinets. Uh, I guess this game never came out in the actual arcade. It just came out via a prototype on there. And um, actually, whoever had it on exhibit was trying to sell it so they had a sell price on there so just in case you want to have primal rage 2 in your living room or in your setup it was for sale so probably not worth the asking price if need be but how much are they asking i I think it was in the uh, high thousands as far as what they're asking for it so it's a prototype so but yeah Yeah. i I think i'd be good with it (laughs) yeah i don't think as much as I remember Primal Rage back in the day, and it's like, I'm like, it was mid, and like, just to look at the sequel, the sequel had like, uh, you know, six-button combat, so it was more Street Fighter-ish in a way of looking at it, so. And, uh, you know, I I, I was so interested, and I walked by it with no one there and didn't play it, so that's how interested (laughs) I was in it. Wow. That's how I felt about it. So it was like, I'm good. Yeah, if wow. I'm gonna spend that much money, I'd rather get like a Virtua Five, like arcade machine or something like that. Which uh, did they I'm have looking... a Budweiser Tapper there? They had Budweiser Tapper there. Yes. Oh, okay. That was that's another favorite of mine. Yeah, I think they had both root beer and Budweiser. Is the difference between the two? The the marketing. It's the yeah, same this, game. Yeah, one's One not had alcoholic. Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that they had that. Yeah, as well. So. Um, God, what else did I play? Um, I played also a prototype of the um, like Super Auto, I think. Super Auto, and let me look real quick, is like the prototype uh, that they made that they were going to bring out. Um, but they this is like a Pac-Man ripoff on there, and they wanted to bring it up as uh, Miss Pac-Man, so... Oh. So someone made a prototype of it, so and that was a, uh, ex- being exhibited there as well. So, wow, I mean, cra- was it was it... called Crazy Auto. So, uh, was yeah, it? Crazy... Uh... I'm sorry, you're saying? Yeah, so they made the actual Crazy Auto arcade cabinet, and it was just basically replaced the Miss Pac-Man sprite with a Crazy Auto uh, sprite. If you ever seen the Crazy Auto sprite, it looks like Pac-Man with legs basically running through. Scary. And the ghost is the same thing. It's like all the ghosts had legs. That's how they differentiated the sprites, I guess. <laughs> mm. um, how busy was it? Was it re- was it really kind of packed? The main floor was packed, but if you managed to go to the other um, uh, places that they they had like three separate rooms that they had stuff in, and then they had a another pinball setup upstairs where they were doing tournaments on there, and then they had another like. Uh, room where they had bands playing they had rock band being played and uh, had oh, some other, um, exhibitors out there uh, as well it's like you know vendors selling classic games that kind of thing so so, so. Cool. i wanted to buy i bought like a couple of uh reproduct uh, reproductions of uh, some old Capcom arcade posters. I bought a uh, nice little Warriors of Fate poster for 5 bucks so yeah so that's going on my wall, you know, because it's good old meat buns and all that. So, <laughs> but uh, Nick, Nick is a very much an arcade enthusiast, and he really wants next year to 
bring some machines there to actually exhibit and f for him to be able to contribute to the show. That's and awesome. so, you know, he wants to be able to do that. He was thinking about doing some wheeling and dealing a bit at the show as well. And so um, I talked about it might be good. Maybe we do an overnighter there at the hotel that the uh, event's in. It's in San Mateo, and so it's at a Hyatt, and uh, the Hyatt is, like, basically right in the middle of everything. So it's like Levi Stadium is, like, uh, within a stone's throw of the hotel, and then also two Great Americas, like, basically within, like, a quarter of a mile from the hotel as well. So mm -hmm. so you got all your little, like, Bay Area attractions there. You could definitely, if you wanted to do California Extreme for a couple of days and maybe throw in and do Great America, like, one day, probably, or go see a 49ers game or something, you know, something along those lines, you know, see an event at the Levi Stadium. Uh, it might be a good good weekend and out there in San Mateo, so. Yeah, cool. So, you know, I, we were there for total. I think we got there at 10. We left around 3, and I enjoyed what we played, you know, and I could definitely see if I had a room there. I could probably go there, go take a nap, go have some lunch, and go play at my leisure because the show, at least on Saturday, is open until, I think, 1 or 2 a.m., and so... You have ample time to basically go back onto the floor after uh, the crowd kind of dissipates a bit to be able to go to the machines you want to play mm -hmm. and maybe spend a little bit more time if you want to hang out and just play some of these old arcade games that you haven't had opportunity to play for in a long, long time on there. Um, I also played Crazy Climber, which I haven't played in a long time since like 1982 on there. It's an old... Uh, game where you had to use dual joysticks to um, climb a building on there and get pooped on and, and throw, like, uh, birds pooping on you. and uh, Fun. People yeah. throwing planters and stuff. Right? Yeah, planters mm -hmm. at you. Yeah, so remember that game from back in the day. It was mm -hmm. one of my uh, Chuck E. Cheese games. Uh, they had an elevator action there, too, so, you know. Did they, ha did they have flying tigers there? Flying tiger? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. I don't know if you've ever played that. It is like a World War Two arcade, two D arcade uh, game where you're a British fighter, a World I, War Two fighter plane, and you're shooting up all these uh, uh, German massive vessels, doing enough uh, damage. No, I didn't see it there. And just doing, okay. Kind of sounds similar to UN Squadron. You know, yeah. Yeah. It, it's not because it, it's not a scrolling screen. Everything is on the same screen. The screen doesn't scroll. Yeah. Oh, wow. Did not see that there. No, it's it oh. depend. It's dependent on, you know, these local collectors as far as what they have in their collection and what they're exhibiting, unfortunately. So mm. on there. So it's like you're going to sometimes it's like I, if I saw a black tiger there, I would have played black tiger. If they, I saw a tiger road or a Trojan, I would have definitely played Ooh, that. Trojan would have been great. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of reminded of all these old Capcom games that I would love to go and play again. Tiger Road, you know, <laughs> so no. so I wish I could walk in an old arcade and play everything that I wanted to play, you know, but that's, I guess, why <laughs> emulation does exist. But, uh, mm -hmm. but overall, cool. enjoyed uh, my adventures at California Extreme. I definitely would recommend head out that way and go check it out if you're in the area and whatnot so 
So, cool. but other than that, that's all I've been playing this past week. Kev, what what else have you been playing besides what we talked about so far? So I was able to get back into Final Fantasy 16 Saturday evening, and yeah, it's great to be put back to playing that. I'm doing. I don't. Um, I don't know if it would be considered a spoiler because they've kind it was kind of displayed in the marketing. So you can do hunts for legendary beasts. Uh, that's not what they call them, but that's basically what they are. And uh, once you find a legendary beast, if you decide to fight it, you get a lot of rare materials and rare um, up up. Um, uh, items that you can equip or take to the blacksmith to forge uh, new weapons and better gear. And I I did two of them Saturday evening. I faced, I fought a, uh, I forget. Basically, it's a beholder from D&D. That's basically uh-huh. what I'm going to call it. It was a single-eyed thing that could cast all kinds of status magic and and. That counts. Area of effect <laughs> magic. <laughs> so I'm going to call it a boulder. And then I fought a griffin. The griffin was, that was a, that one, that fight was really fun. Um, these, and what's neat, uh, what I, what the griffin did is that it changed its attack pattern as it got, as it got lower on health. And I thought that was really cool. You don't see a whole lot of that in boss in boss fights, in modern boss fights nowadays, at least not that I've noticed. So it added a it changed its attack pattern and it added a new attack. And I just thought that was pretty dope. It's kind of it's kind of an ode to um, how they used to do boss battles, you know, not to not so long ago, but you just really don't see that much anymore. Um, wasn't. Um, and it's not a it 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 was challenging, but it wasn't hard, if that make if that makes sense. So, really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed getting back into Final Fantasy 16, uh, and and every all the goodness with that. I'm moving the story forward because every time I move to a new section, I want to make sure I do all of the side quests because yeah. there is one side quest that if you miss it, you don't get the chocobo. So you got to make sure that you or access to a chocobo. So you got to make sure that you do it. Yeah, things get gated off. I, yeah, if you don't do them right. Mm-hmm. So I was I. That's one of the reasons why I make sure I clear out all the side quests before I move on to the story. And I do have my chocobo. The chocobo is, <laughs> you know, again for people that say this isn't a Final Fantasy game, uh, I don't know what you're smoking because I'm riding chocobos, casting magic, doing all that fun stuff. But anyway, uh, Final Fantasy 16 still a great game, still a great experience. Double Dragon Gaiden, still messing around with that. Uh, played some uh, some some more Atlas Has Fallen. I talked about talked a little bit about that before, and went back to Street Fighter Six. I'm still trying to learn Luke, still trying to do my Lukes, and uh, I also used my uh, my junk food micro, and. This is it's an amazing controller. It it, it really is. Um, what one of the things that I wasn't expecting is that it has built-in LEDs, 
and one of the buttons that you one of the buttons um, near the control center control the LED patterns. You've got can choose from several different colors, several different uh, flashing patterns. Um, you can make and I, one thing that I really thought was super dope is that you can make your uh, movement buttons one color and your action buttons another color. So you kind of have like a a visual kind of like from a from a corner of your eye, you always know where to put your hands in general uh, for movement control and uh, attack uh, attack control. I thought that was pretty sick. And uh, this I'm I'm really glad I got it. This 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 junk box controller is super dope. Micro cool. switches and everything. Um, really impressive controller. Um, and although it's not gaming related, I I'm on my YouTube channel. I I have been getting like all this. angry reviews and i normally you know i just happen to go down you know how you go on youtube and you go down a, a rabbit trail yeah uh so apparently people are pissed at adventures of superman um i don't know if, if you've watched it des it's, i watched uh, them all okay <laughs> i watched them all I mean, people were just just fuming. Oh my gosh, he's he's not he's a magical girl. He's this, he's that. They didn't like what they were doing with the characters. They didn't like what they did with Jimmy Olsen. And it's like, and so I went to uh, on my on my uh, my cable supplier, just kind of skimming through, looking for something to watch. Uh, Comcast has uh, Adventures of Superman in my area on uh, on demand, and they had all of the all the episodes up to this point. And I had only planned to maybe like watch one, one maybe two, and then you know, because I'm not a Superman dude. I, I never, even when I was reading comics on a regular basis, Superman was never. Though I wasn't a DC guy really outside of batman but superman is just like okay you've got a dude who's basically unstoppable that how how do you make an interesting story around that i just never really gave it a chance so maybe i'm the wrong demographic for this but i wound up binging the whole thing <laughs> like i the i don't know where the hate where the hate came from uh for adventures of superman i don't know i mean some people were mad because they race swapped jimmy olsen okay you know whatever i mean jimmy olsen has been they've he's been redhead blonde in the comics you know over the years over the the different interpretations and they didn't like Lois Lane. They didn't like her design. That she was too, you know, butch or too whatever. And I'm, I'm just like, and then they turned Superman into a magical. And all these people are just going, just, just, you know, going ballistic. And Adventures of Superman is one of the neatest U.S.-made animation uh, features I've seen in a long time. Yeah. In a long time. I mean, at first I thought what they were doing with Jimmy was going to be uh, 
kind of annoying because it's but i i like when you get further into the uh and i think it was just a kind of right around the uh the cadmus episode that's all i'll say because i don't want to spoil anything i'll just call it the cadmus episode you see how each character lois jimmy are like critical elements in Clark's life. Like he couldn't be Superman if he didn't have those two, those two with him. I don't think. Nope. Um, and they've made him. Yeah. He's still Superman. And yeah, he's probably going to going to beat you, but they didn't make him as so invulnerable as he's been in uh, or rather, rather, so you know, o- OP, you know, as I've seen him in other iterations, and the few times I've picked up a comic book and read through, partially, you know, read through a couple of arcs, because my homie Damon, uh, I think he's got a few. He's not really into Superman either, but I think he's got a f- a couple of story arcs from back in the '90s, and I think I might have read a couple of. It. I was like, just uh, what can you do with this? But the dynamic that he has with Lois and uh, um, with Jimmy, the they do a really good job of showing him how he so desperately wants to be normal, and that's something that I've never seen in a Superman in a Superman story arc. When I say normal, be like a normal, a regular human, you know. Yeah. But he's kind of slowly come to, coming to terms with his abilities and what he feels he needs to do. And it's just a really good, it, it, it's really good. So <laughs> agreed. It's a really good show. It, it is a very, it, it, it's, and like I said, man, I started watching that and it was just one of those things where you, it, I mean, literally every thing that comes across my YouTube art. Cause I, 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 I pay attention to like and it, it's supposed to be anime, but it throws animation related stuff in it. Um, I mean, everybody was just hating on it, hating on it, hate, 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 and it's just like, all right, let me just see how bad this, <laughs> how bad this really is. <laughs> and I wind, and I wind, and I wind up thinking it's the neatest thing since sliced bread. And again, I'm I'm not a Superman fan, so. Maybe maybe that's why I like it because I'm not a Superman uh, traditional Superman fan, but I think they did an excellent. I don't know what studio developed it, but that team did an excellent job both in the character design, uh, how they present Metropolis in this in as a modern but slightly futuristic mm-hmm. world. I thought that was really neat. You know, like the the editor in chief of the Daily Bugle has like, you know, uh, what do they call that uh, uh, imagery? Uh, you know, uh, hologram holographic yeah. imagery, right? Like he hits the thing on his desk, and everybody's acting like this is just you know it's as commonplace as a cell phone. Uh, I I like that they made some slight changes and. Uh, at least to me and my understanding of Superman's lore uh, for someone who has, has not 
followed it, it they did they did a brilliant job and like i said it i i just binged the whole thing and didn't <laughs> yeah it's only got uh two more episodes left in the season because you ended off right at the uh the cliffhanger one cliff cliffhanger episode yeah it's yeah. a really good show i can't I can't sing its praises uh, high enough. And the the people who who made who made the show basically took the original Superman uh, movie as inspiration as well. So and and they took the idea, you know, of maybe his powers slowly manifest. And and the the Kents basically didn't tell him everything that was happening because they did not want him to to feel like an outsider and they wanted him to try to be as normal as possible and it just i think that's the more human aspect of it you know and just and people complain that he's like oh he's a boy scout and blah 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 and all this other crap and it's like you know that's what makes him human this is a man that can literally you know, a character that can literally, you know, move planets and and he's worried about cats and trees. It's like, you know, this is it's just a really good way to encapsulate and 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 that and have him have and have him to show the weaknesses, mm. you know, that he feels because he feels like he can't do everything and he feels like he he feels like he he needs to. You know, it's just I don't know. It's just it's just a really good show. Like I, I really agree with you 100 percent in what you said. And I think the animation is fantastic. It's definitely American manga is what people have been calling it. It's like American manga. American manga. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. I, I yeah. think I think a lot of I think a lot of the ways that they depict his powers is fantastic in the show. Um and yeah, I, I think everything that they're doing with, you know, Task Force X and Amanda Waller and how they're 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 reimagining some of his villains, like, you know, the Silver Banshee and uh, and all the, and um, Dr. Ivo, just really good stuff. Just really mm. good stuff. It's like it's like the people actually took the time to learn about the mythos of Superman and say, okay, what what can we do with it that is that is different enough, but not but but doesn't kind of alienate everybody. And I think the one thing that people are upset about is because you know it's 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 showing a a, a quote unquote weaker Superman as well, and you know you got these people. It's uh, what is it? You know nothing against redheads, and if you're a redhead, you know um, like I, but like redheads are angry because it's like they're calling it redhead erasure because. <laughs> Because there's no like Jimmy Olsen is not you know redhead in the in the show and I'm just like okay and people were mad that Jimmy Olsen and Supergirl the TV series was a black guy and so I don't know it's just <clears throat> excuse me people people will get angry at at all kinds of things and you just kind of gotta like what you like and and stuff so yes I totally understand and I've really enjoyed um superman as well so i'm glad that you're that you're enjoying it and it's fun and i i really hope that we're able to get joe to watch it too so i think i think he would really like it too because it, it, it really harkens back to those classic you know superman comic books is it yeah. uh, on a streaming service of some sort uh it's on hbo max and okay. um and it's on adult swim so it's, it's weird so uh, it has a uh, it has a um, uh, what is it? 
it, it has a first run order on Adult Swim, and then after that, it comes on to uh, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So because it's like it's like a, a a late night thing on like Wednesdays or something. So oh, right it, on. And the yeah. Thursday, and because of my the package that I get, I'm only assuming uh, that they've put it on 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 demand. Yeah. Uh, on on cable for me, so I have all yeah. the. All yeah, the episodes yeah. after they after they air, and that's how I watched it. Yeah, but it's definitely worth it if you're looking for a really good show that you can watch with your family. Definitely, it's definitely worth it. So, yeah, and and w- w- another thing is that it <laughs> the they show how he's how Clark has been interacting with the people that he sees like on a daily basis, like the barista that that I don't know if it's a barista or if it's like a where he gets his 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 bagels and donuts from? Yeah, like, the, yeah I, the, the, old, the old Asian lady. Yeah, yeah the old Asian. Oh, and I just thought that was it was hilarious and charming all at the same time. It's like okay, you've got this dude who you know probably split a continent in half if he got mad enough, and he's helping this this old lady. Uh, fix things and kind of partially making things a little bit not worse but a little more complicated at the same time but still coming back to help what she need what she what she needs i i just thought that was really uh really it's just kind of like a side of superman that i've never depicted that i had never seen before yeah uh so i i'm thoroughly enjoying the show Good, I'm glad because I'm I really enjoy it too. So cool. So with that said, it's time to move on to our next topic on a docket. Guess what, y'all? It's vessel line time. All right, Dez, you got the mic. All righty. So uh, like we said on the last episode, our vessel line now is going to be uh, you know, still um information from what's been going on in discord as well as uh as well as uh, responses to the question that we asked on a prior episode you know and trying to get feedback uh from our listeners uh maybe something that we said in our question uh that we talk about that has sparked some interest and people are gonna you know respond and we're gonna read those responses to you now so so for our last episode, episode 218, uh, we talked about or we asked the question, what is your favorite uh, 1v1 fighting game of all time? What memories do you have at the arcade fighting friends with your main uh, character? So you can definitely go back and listen to episode 218 if you want to hear our responses. But now we're going to hear what our um, our listeners said. So Blue Man Rule of the Sarcasm or sorry, Scarcasm podcast says Eternal Champions Sega CD. You had a Sega CD, didn't you, Joe? Indeed I did. Okay. I think I remember playing that at your house. Was Eternal Champions the one with the time traveling fighters that and you fought different points in time? Uh, I did not own the Sega CD version of Eternal Champions, and I really didn't care for Eternal Champions. (laughs) So it was like one of the Sega of America games they brought out to kind of compete with Mortal Kombat on there. Yeah, I I remember that. People like kind of really liked the game, but you know, at the time I was 
Not a child. I was in my early 20s as Kevin was, and I saw that thing, and I was like piff, piff on that crap. So sorry, yeah. sorry, Blue Man Rule, but <laughs> sorry, I don't, I don't, don't mean to be. Wow, wow. Yeah, maybe that. I, maybe I should give the game a little bit more of a, a fair shake. Uh, you're you know, probably I, right. I didn't like I the was, game. Either. I was, I was a Genesis like fan. It I didn't just, like the game either, though. Yeah, it seemed like the moves are all like <laughs> I'm looking at the move set right now, and it's like just a lot of like charge moves on there, and yeah. I felt it was kind of half baked. You know, but so. again, you know that that's the thing about that's the thing about like histories and stuff like that. You know, you 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 always think of things fondly, yeah. <laughs> remember things fondly than what they really were. But but yeah, you know that might not have been our cup of tea, but we definitely you know appreciate you sharing uh, Blue Man Rule. Uh, Scarfinger from the Scarcasm podcast says Street uh, Super Street Fighter Two. Uh yes, classic. Um. It will. It is a 100% classic. Has been. Well, will always be a classic. Um, the one thing though that that really got on my my nerves about that game was it was everywhere. Oh mm-hmm. my lord, it was mm-hmm. everywhere. And and like the more niche games that you know I liked, which was you know Fatal Fury and. And the other arcade games like Art of Fighting and stuff, they always took sort of a backseat to uh, to Street Fighter. And again, but that doesn't mean that you know Street Fighter is not a great game. It definitely, you know, is. But but they had so many iterations of that game. And like, what was the one that was like super fast or like Turbo or something? Yeah, it was super Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Yeah, and I just remember they, that. And- yeah, or they used to fighting. adjust the yeah, they used Ooh. to adjust the speed. Some Ooh. of the, uh, they had. I remember at at festival they had some machines where it was just super fast. Yeah, Ugh. super fast. Mm-mm. And and I was in high school, and I'm like, I know I'm not that old, but I could not. Whoo, I could not do it. And then they had the ones that were like modded or something. And so you had yeah. like in and Ruth or uh, Ryu throwing fireballs as they're jumping like Akuma. And I was just like, mm-hmm. see, y'all are just doing a whole bunch of new stuff right now. Oh, that, those know? are the illegal rainbow boards. Yeah. I know, yeah. but it's like, but like I remember those being in the arcade and I'm like, what is this? Blanca I love throw super... sonic booms. <laughs> what was that? I really Blanca could throw sonic yes! booms. And you're like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. But the take back the scar fingers mentioned though, Super Street Fighter Two was pretty awesome. That was the um, iteration where they introduced like DJ Fei Long, Cammy, and uh, T Hawk, and so mm. yeah, yeah, Fei Long. That was my with 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 the dragon with, with the dragon kick catch people off guard coming mm. in. No, you get you get drag kick. Don't get the legs. <laughs> I love I love that. Woo, he was T Hawk with the with the jump up and the and the and the, and the T pose flying down hitting you mm-hmm. with that forehead. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. And Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, which I think initially, I mean, I was so into when it, I wound up, uh, I got the 3DO version because the 3DO version came out first with that, I believe. So and then it came out to because uh, I think at that point in time. They didn't release the Turbo version out for consoles on here. They just uh, had it out for 3DO and the arcade, and that was it on there until some collections came out for the Saturn and the PlayStation later on. So, 
So that's kind of nuts to where I I was part of the reason why I went ahead and purchased the 3DO at the time. Plus, they had Samurai Showdown on the 3DO, which yep. uh, was was okay, mm-hmm. but it was a conversion by Crystal Dynamics. And uh, in hindsight, at the time, I was debating between buying a Neo Geo CD and a 3DO, and I really should have bought a Neo Geo CD. So. Yeah, but I still remember, you know, those games for for being what they are. Uh, one game that I wanted to mention that I forgot to mention um, uh, was a little-known Capcom game called Rival Schools. That was another mm. game that was one of my favorites, um, uh, one-on-one fighting games. There's a couple that I thought about uh, after the episode was over, and I remembered uh, Rival Schools, and that was kind of like their... That came out before the... The 3D Street Fighter game, which was Street Fighter... Uh, EX. EX, thank you. Street Fighter EX. So that came out... Uh, Rebel Schools came out before EX, and EX was was kind of like an... like It's like they used Rival Schools with it to see how it was, and then EX came out. And I have to tell you, it wasn't the best-looking game, but I really loved the character designs, and I just mm-hmm. loved everything about that series i don't know what it was but but taking you know a a japanese you know bully not bully but you you know what i mean like you have the japanese trouble student you know and then putting them in a in a school i always thought rival schools would have made a fantastic anime and a fantastic like movie if they were ever to to make something like that like i thought rival schools was just fantastic and i really love the character it's a really good Mm. game really good game so uh, John BT says, I know I've said this before, but my favorite fighting game ever was Bushido Blade 2, Tobol 1, Tobol 2. For 2D fighting, I think it's just Street Fighter 2 Turbo, just like we were talking about. <laughs> um, uh, I, I remember Tobol. Um, uh, I played, I don't remember, I remember Bushido Blade 2 as well, but I remember Tobol more mainly because we played it at Joe's house. And it was that it was like a weird space fighting game, and like they were like aliens and stuff, right? That was Tobol. Yeah, Tobol one and yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah, I remember playing the second one at your house, and I remember being like, you know, again, really cool character designs. I'm not really sure a, about fighting Toriyama. Game. It was yeah. Toriyama. So yeah, but I'm not. Sh- I was not sure about the actual like fighting. Like I don't remember. I don't remember it being for me. And again, this is just our opinions. I don't remember being a very competent fighter, but that could be me because I'm not. Maybe I'm not a very good fighting game player, so I don't know. But I, I just remember being a very um, interesting game to play because of how weird and interesting it was. You know. Well, the thing uh, about that toe ball is that it was like kind of shaded a little bit. It's a little kind of play on. Virtua Fighter and Tekken at the time, oh, yeah. and this was like Square's kind of uh, uh, kind of foot in the ring, yeah. quote unquote. In that they did space. some toe in it, yeah. And there was a quest mode in the game too that, unfortunately, with the second game wasn't translated into English. But uh, there was a thing where you did a lot of dungeon crawling on there with the mm. game, and there was a single player component with it as well. So I'm sure See, I would love to play that, you know. Uh, and I think there was a fan translation of the quest mode, actually, that you could go in and play. But the music was great, and the gameplay was great, too. So we played, 
within my group of friends a ton of Tobol too on there. You know, obviously with an HK <laughs> version yeah. of it on here. I think eventually I wound up I bought an actual original like uh, copy of the game because I wanted to have it for the collection. I still have it to this day. So you know, and uh, I felt like it had enough to where um, it should have gotten released in the U.S. According to the Wikipedia, I guess it was scheduled for a U.S. release, but they wound up canceling it for whatever reason. So and uh, it kind of ended the series. You know, once it didn't get published in the U.S., the second iteration is just like, come on, man. But yeah, give us what we want. Yeah. That, um, another game, another 2D fighter that that I wanted to mention was uh, Last Blade 2. And that was uh, another really good game, and I think I had that on Dreamcast, and then it's in the possession of Joe right now, I want to say. Um, that was another game that I really, really enjoyed um, as well. Another uh, Samurai Showdown kind of, kind of game, but again, uh, character design's beautiful, so... Music. Uh, yeah, music is good too. So, but uh, last but not least, we have Goonie who says, I really have fond memories of the Dreamcast being a broke college student. Me and my roommates put countless hours into Soul Calibur 2, remember? Uh, Guilty Gears X, never really played it, and Power Stone. And he says, don't know if that counts. It does count. I played the crap out of Power Stone. And I, again, really good character designs. Weird weird kind of levels and stuff but i do i did enjoy power stone i remember getting uh blisters thanks to the dreamcast controller practicing combos between classes yes those controllers were crazy uh he also says street fighter 2 turbo i was only six or seven when it came out but i got i got my behind handed to me by my older cousins as you do as a six and seven year old uh i come back to that game i came back to that game in my 20s and it had fallen and i and it had me falling in love with it all over again I know Street Fighter 6 just came out, but it's already become one of my all-time favorites after not touching fighting games for a really long time. Modern controls and the world's in the world tour are things I'm glad they included for the more casual players, and it was nice to be able to hang out with your favorite characters in a semi-open world. Yeah, I, I'm glad that they added a little bit more for the for the casual player because uh, you know a lot of times fighting games uh, can be kind of impenetrable if you're not. If you're not like into um, if you're not into the fighting games because they're really like you know you that's what you're supposed to do so, but having it have a semi open world where you can go and do stuff I think was a natural progression to kind of you know hit as many people as possible as well you know because they they're trying to get you know as many people to play their game which which you know I don't blame them so but uh but yeah I definitely have to agree um, all those games. Uh, are are fantastic uh, that that you mentioned. So, uh, guys, do you have either either of you have any any uh, more um, any more one on one fighting games you'd like to talk about? Just want to open it up to 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 you guys to see if you have anything that you'd like to add. I can't think of any. Um, I know there was like these odd, really weird kind of. I don't know if they were hacks or if they were by legitimate companies that I, I know there was one that I played at neon. It was kind of like samurai showdown, but it had fatalities in it. Mm, I uh, that. Yeah. I, 
and I don't even remember the name of the it, it the text was mostly in Japanese. There was some English in it, but it was poorly animated. And <laughs> no, you're not thinking of time killers. I don't think. No, you're no, that, I'm not but. talking about time killers. No, I re- I remember time killers. This was this was a feudal era fighting one on one fighting game. Mm. Uh, poorly the graphics. They were going for like a semi photorealistic where you know they had like they obviously brought some people into a studio filmed them doing some moves and then put that in kind of like mortal Kombat style yeah. and it was just really ugly <laughs> yeah that sounds bad well, there, yeah. there were a couple mortal Kombat clones that came out in the day that were just like what are you thinking you yeah know? what are you thinking so, but like uh, you know, K- classic KOF, you know, ninety oh, yeah. five, uh, my personal favorite, ninety eight, um, you know, those those games, um, and I I st- I still say it, you know, my heart belongs to uh, Fatal Fury when it comes to one on one fighting yeah. games. And, uh, yeah. It, Still love Street Fighter, enjoying Street Fighter Six. Played all the prior Street Fighters, just about love them to death. But um, if I had to choose, I, I'm going with with the S the S and K crew. Yeah, uh, Joe, you have anything? I'm just you got me thinking talking about like these more obscure games. You know, Ooh. talking about like Last Blade and you know, for me, I I would say kind of a guilty pleasure would be like the World Heroes series. Oh my know? God, mm-hmm. get out of my mm-hmm. head. That was my that was that was the last game that I was going to mention before I close it out was yeah World it's because like I remember at Neon at least we I played the show of like uh, oh, did World, I? World Heroes two Jet specifically um, um, I owned the Saturn version of World Heroes Perfect and I thought yeah. that was a good version of that I also remember playing at least at Neon um, another Neo Geo joint that was kind of not really looked at as a good game savage rain if you remember that bad boy yeah savage rain. i, I didn't like wearable. savage rain that bunny thought, girl mm-hmm. yeah i remember um and then of course you know we got we got to kind of mention the og the uh the um atlas game um power oh. instinct oh mm-hmm. why yeah. i was gonna yeah. yep Power Instinct. That was that was another one that I was gonna bring up. See Joe, see Joe's all in my head, yo. Like he knows this. Hello, racist. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like he he remembers this because he was in. We we you have to understand. We played all these games against each other. Yeah. You know, with uh, the old lady with, with the old lady throwing her dentures out and kissing you and turning into a beautiful girl. Yeah. I was. We were there. <laughs> we played yeah. those games. Oh. Yeah, I got the Japanese PS2 version where the secret boss character is this black dude that comes out eating bananas and whoa, you know, <laughs> like looking like Mr. Popo. Yeah, wow. yeah, with this, it's the one with the Pope, with the Pope girl on the cover. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, this Japanese is... only or Chinese only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. I was like, oh, this is this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but again, would, like Power Instinct, there were some like it's like they goofed on everybody. I mean, the black really the black dude was 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 the worst, but 
Like they had this one Japanese dude who was like very, or he might have been Chinese, but very exaggerated. He was kind of like the male version of the grandma with the dentures. Yeah. And you know he would fumble around and fart, and his his that was his special move was he lay down on his back and fart, and he would you know start yelling in in his native language. Very very uh uh uh. Very uh, uh, not you couldn't you couldn't have make that game in 2023. Let's put it that way. Oh no, <laughs> no, you could and, not. And, and probably for good reason. Mm. <laughs> but it, but yeah, I have yeah I had Power Instinct on uh, a Super Nintendo. Um, I also had it on, and the, the versions that I have, I still have. Are from uh, the PS, the PlayStation Two collection. So yeah, Power Instinct is that. That's a weird one. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I would probably mention too because I mean I love that every freaking company had to come out with a fighting game, and some of these Japanese companies is just like kind of crazy. Just like the Data Data East, the whole like uh, Karnov's Revenge fighters mm-hmm. history. Mitsuguchi wins. Yeah, yeah. dynamite. Yeah. No, the the one that I remember, and I I cannot remember the the name of the series to save my life, but I'll never forget. Yochi is ten. Remember that one, that that virtual fighter uh, knockoff that I had uh, that you found you you burned it for me, and, and I had that copy of it, and we played the crap out of it. It, it was that? um, it's a it's a Taito game, and yeah, it was a and PS one game, it's, yeah. Um, I would never forget that. We played the crap out of that game and that that song, Your Cheese. It's, it's Fighters, Fighters Impact. Yeah, you know. Fighters Impact. Another yeah. see and the oh, name. Yeah, I remember that game. Fighters History. Fighters Impact. You know, Fighters This, Fighters That. It's like mm-hmm. I get it. You're all trying to like, you know, get into the get into the uh the, the, the heads of your of your players, but damn, you know some of some of those like PS two PS one fighting games, I swear mm-hmm. it's like between that um Toshinden one was trash, but the Toshinden two and three were actually decent. They actually played Ugh. well. And then Bloody Roar. Bloody Roar for whatever reason, even Bloody though it was Roar. so wow. stupid and over mm. the top. Uh still played well. And oh, yeah. uh, you know. so it's just 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 this is great times. That's all I could think of is this great times. And I'm glad it, that we were able, we were able to like talk about it and bring it up. It's so good. Yeah. People forget about the Sunsoft games too. You know, Sunsoft for whatever reason during the like late '90s, they brought out like some decent damn fighting games. I wish I, the, you, know, you got to think of Waku Waku Seven, um, mm-hmm. Gal- Galaxy Force. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like good times. So. I they're really good times. So, so yeah, I'm glad we were able to walk down this memory lane. Uh, please stay tuned for uh, episode. Uh, 2019 because we're going to uh, have another question for you all oh, this is 2019 sorry 2020 <laughs> i forgot i said tw- i saw 2018 in the outline so so in episode uh 20 20 thank you uh we're going to have another question that you guys can participate in but as always uh if you have any questions or you want to ask questions uh of us that you want to try to get more more um answers from from the listeners please shoot us a question you know they don't always have to be our questions you know we would love to have questions uh from from our listeners but you know what time it is 
It's time for the Jabroni Gaming News. All right, thank you, sir. You're welcome, sir. All right, good deal. So, kind of light uh, as far as Newsweek, but I did find some things to kind of talk about. So, first thing on the outline that I want to talk about, it's like, oh my God, it's like zombie-esque. It's coming from the grave. It still exists. The mm-hmm. long-running MMO action game DC Universe Online is coming out for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. I had to so, laugh when I saw that the outline. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, based on the latest blog update, uh, Senior Community Manager Ted Stone revealed that the game will be coming to current-gen systems this holiday season. So, he said, along with performance games uh, found playing natively on the latest and greatest hardware, the team is also working on gameplay and quality of life improvements to match. This initiative is a long-term endeavor that's already underway. You should see some of the improvements launch over the next few months prior to release on the new consoles, some of them at launch, some of them following over a course of the next year so wow so you know anyone that wants to play on dc uh has been playing dc universe online on older systems that want to move on to the newer versions will quote unquote still be playing on the same servers with all your same characters and friends with all of your purchases and achievements seamlessly intact so that's good to know yeah um and there's no mention this xbox series s getting the same upgrade but uh Probably with the Xbox, they have to basically have them both running on both systems on here. So I would assume so. Yeah. So that's what's going on. I guess for Q3 for DCU, they are um, adding Blue Beetle and some new content. I know they have like episode 46, Justice League Dark Cursed coming out. So I guess they have different storylines basically uh, coming through. And they're on the 46th episode. It's coming out in October. So, But um, all previous episodes are accessible for free. So it does have a monthly subscription free though. Uh, fee. Not free. <laughs> so, as well as in-game purchases. So I'm not sure what the DCU subscription price is. Probably something that's not going to get me to play, but I don't know. You ever I'm think not going to. You ever thought about going to back to this game or hails to the name? I mean, I would go back to it, but I'm not going to pay for it. This game is, like, super old, and and it... it I mean, I'm just going to say this. I'm happy that they are doing more with the IP, um, but it needs an overhaul. You know, it came out in, like, 2012 or 20... Yeah, 2012 or 2011. So it's like over 10 years old. And so I think it's great that it's coming to consoles. I think it'll breathe new life into it. But it really needs an overhaul because a lot of the stuff that they are referring to uh, in game is like that's not where DC is now. So uh, I don't that's why I don't understand I mean, unless it's, it's it, unless it's its own thing, which is fine too. You know, I mean, it could be its own thing. You know, that's that's fine. But at the same time, I just don't know like what the draw is. You know, because it it's not related to anything right now. So I don't I don't know what the draw is. So um, will I check it out? Um, I might log in just to see what it looks like now, like what they've changed or or what new stuff is is around 
but I'm not going to pay for it. You know, I'd be very hard pressed to, to get me to spend any money on this game. You know, I, I was super excited when it first came out, but now not so much. Um, so. I'm looking at the website right now and it seems like some of the episodes are based on like some, like, you know, uh, DC kind of, uh, you know, enthusiasts would like take a look at this. Like they have a episode dedicated to the, the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I might want to check it out to see how it, you know, how it plays now and how it looks and if they what what they've added and stuff. But I can't, for me personally, I can't see this being something that I'm going to stick with uh, for the long haul because I've played a lot of it. Yeah. You know, uh, they would have to add. It, it would really have to be a complete overhaul, like like new systems, new powers, new, you know, new everything for me to get excited about it seriously because at this point there's nothing really that would be pulling me back you know and, and if they give you but if they give you the 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 ability to kind of skip over stuff because like playing like doing something with the legion that sounds kind of cool because i'm a fan of the legion but if it's but if i have to spend like you know 40 plus hours to do that nah i'm good i'm good some. I'm looking at some of the reviews on Steam, at least recently posted. It says Money Pit, worse than having two kids. So. That's what I mean. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm like, I don't, I, it, I, there's other games, you know, that I could play that could be, you know, that I could give my money to if I'm going to give my money to. You know, I just don't think that this is, I just don't think this is one of the ones that I want to do that to. It's like, no, thank you. You know, thank you, but no, thank you is kind of where I'm where i'm at with that so yeah it's kind of old really so it's just like hmm, just depends but you know hopefully some people out there you know check it out i know uh some of our listeners do like a lot of free-to-play games so i'll have to see uh how that kind of goes i'm willing to give a free-to-play games a shot but i don't know about yeah. dcu so now there is another free-to-play game uh, that is pending an announcement. So you know, it seems like these gotcha games have becoming a little bit more of a noted thing, especially on the PlayStation side of the fence. But uh, publisher NetEase and developer Naked Rain are be are going to be announcing and giving a full reveal to this new game called Project Mugen. I thought Project Mugen had to do with the uh, tool on PC to make like your own fighters and what. I honestly did too. <laughs> yeah, but this, Honestly, this, is, this is being advertised as a urban open world rpg but uh, looking at some of the gifts involved they look stunning and they kind of look look in the same style as uh, genshin and uh tower fantasy a bit where it has like a lot of uh um waifu um like avatar like a very a very competent graphical style that i'm just it looks great. I don't know if again, you, if again, you this is looked at the animated gifs right now. Uh, looking, but this is going to be coming out for PlayStation Five, PC, iOS, Android, and the cloud. So I'll have to see. But again, plays so. Yeah, but these are again. This is like talking back about DC. This is what this DC online game is fighting with, you know. Yeah. And that's why I'm thinking there's so much more up to date, you know, better user interface ways for people to get you know your money <laughs> so so to speak uh that's why i'm thinking like this is not it's not gonna it's not gonna put people in 
Yeah, yeah. D- DCU is like kind of commenting like a poorly maintained like World of Warcraft, basically. So it's yeah. about that old, you know. So yeah, one hundred percent agree. That's why I'm like, nope. Is like I would rather play that Project Mujin than than anything else than yeah. DC at this point. It's just like, and it's sad though because I really. I hate to go back to DC, but I was really like, I remember when it first came out, you know, I played it at your house and I, I was super like excited. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is so good. And then like, you know, now it's just kind of like me. So have you ever played DC universe online, Kev? I know Damon plays it quite a bit. I think, right. Um, he played it. I tried it. It didn't do anything for me. Uh, don't even get me started about the, the the people that are on like the people that are on the the server is just they're some of the just well last time i played they were all kids they were all assholes and and uh they were all playing the heroes and so like they were in the hero area because they break it up between heroes and villains and they were just some of the swarmiest little assholes i could ugh, it was just mm just a gutter fire and i'm like no thank you and that's that's another reason is just like the 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 community was just so shitty you know and so you you literally had to play a villain you know to actually have like competent people talking but i but even then that probably was only a few people so mm-hmm. yeah i just yeah i miss me with that yeah it. see like Mugen looks kind of interesting you know genshin impact meets gta it, I could maybe play it if if the mechanics are good, but if I it, I don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah, you don't have to. I, I don't want to. Yeah, and so I, I don't want to see no text windows. Yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. be. I don't want to be fighting with with twenty twenty different menus popping up on my screen. You know, so if it actually plays like this, I would. I would actually take a look at it. I, and I I would also like to be able to create my own character. Yeah, agreed. But if so. I can't create my own character, that's that's not a deal breaker. But as long as I don't have to talk to nobody, you know, who's not in not in my party chat, and as long as I don't have thirty different menu screens popping up, then I I'll ta- I'll take a look at it. Understood. Yeah, the art style is something I had to make a note of and just seeing that there is some growing excitement for this. Kind of curious to see if it's part of uh, the whole, like, Keeley Fest and the uh, whole thing coming up with um, the event in uh, Germany on there. I forgot, Gamescom. So Gamescom. Just, yeah, yeah, if it's included, I know. Keeley Fest is happening on Tuesday, and of course he said that there's not a lot of announcements, just updates on existing games. So we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. T- temper, temper that uh, enthusiasm for uh, the Keeley Fest on here. So. No, oh, always, always tempered. But uh, one thing you cannot temper your enthusiasm for is Lollipop Chainsaw. So they had made more comments about the remake that they are working on at the moment and um looking like they have delayed it until 2024 which is good because they haven't really talked about that much but it's called lollipop chainsaw repop on here so it's coming <laughs> out in, in uh, sep- 
summer of 2024. Um, it's being uh, done by developer Direct Mommy Games on here. So, and uh, looks like that it has no involvement with either Grasshopper Manufacturer on here or with James Gunn, which helped develop the game as well. So, so this is kind of being done on its own with uh, some of the original developers, but not you know the main headline Suda 51 and uh, James Gunn on this and uh, so they're basically doing it for the fact that lollipop chainsaw cannot be played on current consoles on here because of you know probably the licensing and everything that was involved with it so they don't want to leave it in limbo on it so they want to be able to have it available for people to play so but uh you know james gunn had a statement with a tweet last year so i can neither endorse it nor condemn it i simply don't know anything about it but the articles are starting to slap our names on there and i think it's important to make clear no one has ever approached us about it so we made a comment about that so so there you go even with uh suda 51 and james gunn not being involved in this you guys are looking forward to seeing what this is or you give or give it a shot i never played the first one <clears throat> so or if i did i forgot so that's kind of my feeling about the whole situation. So I'm like, hmm? you know, so if you, if you guys are excited about it, I'm excited for you, but I don't, I don't think that I'll be uh lollipop chainsaw and get up anytime soon. How about you, um, yeah. If, if it's true to the original with all the politically incorrect stuff intact, that's the only way I'm going to get it. Cause that's part of what made, what makes games like this fun is like they're kind of pushing the edge, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. If if they're if they're going if they're gonna, you know, put the main character in in like a three piece business suit because they don't want to offend the Anita Sarkeesians of the world, and it doesn't look like they're doing it, but doing that based off the the marketing art that they're showing. But a lot can change between now and next next summer. Yeah. Uh, so as long as they don't do that, and as long as they they stay true to the original the original game, yeah, I'll buy it because I did enjoy it. I bought it. I bought the original. I might actually have it still. I'd have to I have to dig in into my my PS2 collection see if I still have it. I'm not sure if I do or not, but. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. You know, it's that? one of those games that I kind of put in the same realm as uh, God Hand, you know, just off the wall, over the top, nonsense, ridiculousness. Um, I mean, it, it, it doesn't touch God Hand as far as, you know, my favorite, but it that that irreverency that it has in in its humor, in its writing in its character design that's got to be that that's got to be maintained otherwise i'm not going to buy it just to kind of throw it out there it is a ps3 360 game so on there so if you happen to take a look it does sell for around 50 60 bucks i believe might even more than that and uh that's why I think a lot of people are looking for it to you know come out or whatnot because of the fact that it's not available digitally at all anymore unfortunately so it's uh, not available on any download stores or whatnot which kind of ties in uh, xbox did announce uh, earlier this week that they are going to v- now be closing the 360 digital store 
it's closing mm. in July of 2024. So. Xbox 360 users will no longer be able to purchase new games, DLC, or other entertainment content from either the console store or the web-based marketplace on there. So, And uh, the Microsoft Movies and TV app on the 360 will no longer function either as well. So if you're still using your 360 to watch movies or TV, guess what? You're going to have to move on there. So any games that are purchased will still remain playable, and deleted purchase, purchases can still be downloaded on here so online multiplayer will also remain accessible for games already purchased as long as the publisher supports the server still on there so so uh one thing to make a difference on this is that it's been like uh as of november 18 years since the xbox 360 came out so i think they've probably done everything they need to do to support support all those games and that platform on there but any games that are back compat they are they are available in the series s and x and xbox one stores and so anything that is backwards compatible will still remain available on those particular marketplaces as well so so we just need to kind of focus on the titles that per se are stuck on the 360 store that haven't been released physically on there just in case if you want to go grab and pick those up at some point so it's time I think it's more than time, you know, especially with yes. the 3D, 3D, 3DS store going down, like mm-hmm. earlier this year. 3DS came out like in uh, <laughs> like 2012, 2013. It's 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 been in a uh, a year and a day since the 360 came out. So yeah, this time I think it's fine. I don't I don't blame them. So it's, it's... so are, are we keeping the same energy with this? Because I vaguely recall PlayStation saying they were shutting down. It was either the PS3 store or the Vita store. Oh, they shut down uh, the Vita store. I think, the yeah. Vita store. Uh, uh, there was one major, st- and people shot a brick and made them reverse the decision. Mm. Uh, so, are we having that? Are we having? Uh, are are we having a conniption over I'm over not. this? I, I'm I'm when I say are we I'm speaking in general terms about with the gaming community oh. because people were claiming anti-consumer. I spent my money. I'm not. Why can't I buy more content? Da 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 da. Preservation and people shot a brick and Sony reversed the decision. And I can't remember which store it was. That they were saying that they were going that they were going to shut down, but uh, I, and this is the first I'm actually hearing about this. And even though I'm not really on X that much, uh, I haven't heard hide nor hair about the outcry for you know people's uh, you know all oh, my consumerism, all oh, my purchases, all oh, my this all. Oh, that so i'm just i'm just asking i'm just asking the gaming community in general if we're going to keep the same energy with this announcement as we did for the other one i i'm I'm just wondering asking for i I think sony did reverse the psn closure of the for the playstation 3 because you could still go on there and actually purchase set games on the psn for ps3 on there so because there's like some back compact games that you're still able to go and pick up 
that kind of thing. So they have not, they reversed their decision to close the PS3, PSN on there, and games are still available. You have to actually sign on to your PS3 to, though, the purchase said game. So, mm. yeah. I, I haven't really heard a lot of back and forth. Uh, there you was um, something that was talking about, there was an article, which I didn't link in the outline, but the, they approximate that the amount of digital 360 games that will be disappearing is around 220 games all in total. So, huh? I'm so. just asking if they're going to, if they we're all going to keep the same energy collectively from the uh, gaming community. Of course, we're not. I'm, I'm asking. Yeah, because <laughs> you know the the outrage on the one side because you know it's a point that they had nothing to really talk about other than to be outraged or not kind of talking about these because if it's not back compared, I guess it's too bad, so sad. But they are giving people enough time to be able to go in and, and purchase, you know, said games if need be, um, to be able to go and have it forever if need be. So hopefully they put some of these games on sale. You know, you can look at the list, and it's like a lot of stuff like, you know, Watchmen, like some arcade ports, Strider, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, you know, that are just available on 360 and not um, forward, like Ray Storms on there. So you, you got a lot of, like, arcade ports on here that are not available physically uh, for one reason or another. So on here, so it's nothing that is too crazy if need be but obviously once once it's removed from the store and if it's only available on a physical disc it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive if need be on here i know at the show at the california extreme i wound up i bought some P- um, xbox 360 games because one they were cheap and two that the you know that some of these games are not available uh as back compat anymore like i bought the um the reboot of Turok, if you remember that game, Kev. Wow. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, so I picked that up. It was like ten bucks. So cool. I thought it was back compatible on the Series X, and it wasn't. So not bad. So. Still, yeah. it's in the collection. Yeah, for sure. And last but not least, one mention I saw a few weeks ago, but I didn't include in the outline for last week, uh, had to do with. Uh, our fa- one of our favorite game series on this show, we- Earth Defense Force. So, um, D3 has recently announced with developer Ukes, and they have a teaser trailer for Earth Defense Force World Brothers 2 oh, no. on here. So, <clears throat> yeah, the sequel to World Brothers is going to be coming out. It's going to be playable at the Tokyo Game Show 2023 on here from September. 21st to 24th on here and um, it's going to feature over 100 Earth Defense Force Brothers and over 100 missions on here with uh, four player team battles and other small gags that will make fans smile remain intact of course so so I'll have to see how this game is you know uh, I think uh, from what we play the World Brothers 1 <laughs> I'm just hoping they announced the English version of Earth Defense Force 6 soon, please. Please. So, <laughs> any thoughts on World Brothers 2? I'm excited. You excited? Oh, yeah. I'll play it. Got it. BDF! We need to go back and play World Brothers 1. Did you guys ever pick it up? I know it's on PlayStation Plus Extra right now, so. 
I think that's where I got it. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't. I'm I'm just not all that enthused about you know Minecraft EDF. I I, I did I don't know the 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 style the pre, the presentation is just kind of odd to me. I I I want I want I want regular Classic. EDF. Yeah. I want regular EDF. I want the heck the 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 hectors and the vectors and the walking frogs. And I'm not saying that stuff isn't in this game. I just don't want to look like a bunch of Legos threw up. <laughs> and and I, I'm just kind of over that that Lego Minecraft look. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. You know, definitely can understand that. It's definitely a, um, uh, a, uh, what is it? It's definitely one of those styles that you kind of look at and you're like, mm, you know, mm. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, Earth Defense Force 6 came out end of 2022. So it's just like, come on, man. I have to wait this long for it to come out. I mean, I know that there's a fan base out there. Uh, for EDF, so it's like it was like about as long of a wait for like uh, Monster Hunter 4, and specifically on the 3DS on here, where it took a year and a day for the everything to come out. I'm hoping that uh, basically that all the DLC is packaged into one particular package on there and you know released if need be uh, for the US on here. Uh, hopefully the dub is fantastic, so we'll have to see. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, once you know, if they announce it by the end of, of this year, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna import the uh, Japanese EDF6 and be done with it. So it's probably for the best anyway. Yeah. Cool. Well, doesn't isn't the European version of that game in English? Nope, there is no European version of the game on there. So oh, there's no English weird. version of EDF6 on there not even the asia version of that game so there's no english version of the game so Mm. wow that sucks all right that is the gaming jabroni gaming news for this episode gentlemen awesome thank you sir you're welcome indeed 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 okay game night thursday 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern standard time Thursdays is the is the day of the week that we set aside to interact and play games with those who enjoy what we're doing with the podcast and uh, what we're doing over on Discord. So if if there's a game that you'd like to play with us, mention it in our Discord. If we don't have it, we'll get it. And uh, we reserve, like I said, we reserve Thursday evening, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our community shenanigans. So you might be wondering, okay, that's great. How do I become a part of what you're doing for game night and become a part of your Discord? Uh, That's easy. You head on over to X, uh, formerly known as Twitter, Mm. and go to to at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Hit the Discord link in our profile and you're in. So there's no waiting period. Uh, we don't need to do any research on you. We're not asking you to join a Patreon tier list. Uh, all we ask is that you be a good person who enjoys talking about video games and playing video games because that's what our Discord channel is all about. So if you fit that minimal that minimal criteria, I think you're going to have a good time. We have we have a great diverse good diversity of thought. 
with regards to games in the gaming industry, but none of the nonsense that takes place uh, in much larger social media platforms. So if you dig talking about games but could do without do, do without the nonsense, I would highly encourage you to be a part of what we've got going on over on Discord. As always, a special shout out to those who participate in our vessel or main event or uh, in our vessel line or main event. Thank yous to Blue Man Rule, Scarfinger, John BT, Goon, and Goonie. So, a uh, special shout out to y'all to y'all for uh, putting in your responses. Uh, thanks for checking in with us, whether it's on Discord or, or on our podcast, and responding to uh, our topics of the week. Uh, so that, folks, is going to bring episode 219 to a close. Uh, we want to thank you for rocking out with us. And uh, as always, as I like to say, without you all do, doing multiple things, we appreciate the time that you take to, to check out our show because without you all, we're just three old men yapping into the internet ether. So for Des. A.K.A. the Bay Area Terror, A.K.A. the High Res Lover. That's me. A.K.A. the Cat Daddy, A.K.A. that Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, A.K.A. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. But you might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shono Seventy One, A.K.A. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. E.D.F. E.D.F. <laughs> yes. <laughs> episode 220 coming at you next for your ears peace